The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Human design is a system that offers profound insights into your inner self and how you interact with the world around you. Quantum human design takes that process one step further, allowing you to become the architect of your own reality. Join Dr. Karen Curry for Elevating Your Life Script, a weekend workshop where you transform your life by crafting intentional narratives, May 24th through 26th at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. Discover hope and healing from the other side. Welcome to Messages of Hope with Suzanne Giesman. Listen, they're all around you, close as a thought or a memory. Messages of Hope. Hello, everybody. I'm so excited that we get to do a special version today specifically focusing on the afterlife, which we know is a popular issue for so many of you who follow my work. I am here with my beautiful assistants, Lynette and Bev, who many of you know, if you've followed the Awaken Way work that we talk about so much. We have so many of you have sent in questions. We'll probably pick up a few from the chat if you're watching live on YouTube and Facebook. And we'll take a caller or two. I'm not going to put that phone number up yet because the phones will go a little bit crazy. And I want to get some questions uh, first from those who have already submitted them about the afterlife. But um, let's just let Lynette and Bev just say hi for a minute. I don't know. I'm putting you on the spot, girls. But the- <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everybody. Really glad hi, everybody. Thank you for being here. Yes, indeed. We see a crowd gathering already as the numbers are just climbing because we do send out an email two days before every time I do a podcast because the dates are kind of random. Just go to my website. Let's see where I can put that. See the highlighted things right there. SuzanneGeesman.com, like you see right there, and go to the podcast page and sign up to be notified when we're going to do podcasts. But first we, first, we have to show you that it's worthwhile to spend time with us so let's just jump right in to the questions. Bev, you want to start with one? Okay. The, the one on top of the list, I think, on everyone's mind is what is it like on the other side? And can we do things that we wanted to do here on Earth? Oh, my gosh. Perfect that you should ask that because we were just talking. I think this is the one question I knew you were going to ask. So we're going to put up this ebook there that uh, is free to anybody. If you go to my website, at the very end of it is this multi-page download that I got from my guides describing the afterlife. I sent that to afterlife uh, researcher, Dr. Kenneth Ring. You girls probably remember, he said it was the most astounding thing he had ever read about the afterlife. And the man has researched a lot, a lot of near-death experiences. So check that out. Uh, there's the link and I hope you find it fascinating, but I always try to answer questions real time and not based on what I've been told in the past. I'll tune into my guides here. What is it like in the afterlife? And the guides right now say that it's like the dream state, 
in that you're very much aware and yet there's no sense of time that events happen one after another and sometimes they seem to happen all at the same time but the difference is you're completely lucid you have total control over what happens next in the afterlife whereas in your dreams you know uh, all of us have this experience where you may be having a lucid dream, but you still can't control it completely. But in the afterlife, you have a thought and you create it instantly. So unlike here where cause and effect, the effect sometimes takes a while to play out across the veil. You want to go visit the Eiffel Tower, you're there. Uh, most importantly for many of you who are watching now, so many want to know, well, do we reunite with our loved ones? And the answer is absolutely. If there's a strong love connection and it's going to be healing and helpful, you don't have to meet up with anybody who was abusive to you, who anybody you don't want to meet with. And yet here's the key. We're all living out stories here. I know that Bev and Lynette know this very well. And those stories continue across the veil as long as it's helpful to the soul. So, Trust me that you realize it's a story when you get across the veil. And I say, trust me. And it's, this comes from talking to thousands of souls who have crossed the veil and getting evidence from them that this is not my imagination, that you're instantly surrounded by such an awareness that you are a soul. And this comes from the overwhelming love that we feel when you cross the veil. We can bring that feeling into this reality here, but I've been told that it's beyond anything that we experience while we're in a body because the body acts as the veil, which blocks out our full experience of how much we are loved. And so instant cause and effect, surrounded by love, reuniting with loved ones, but also importantly, we see our loved ones here in physical form. So those of you who have loved ones who have passed, they are so aware of you, of your thoughts, of your actions, and when you talk to them, which is why I tell everyone, talk to them, they hear you. Yeah. All right. Rather lengthy answer. It sounds Pollyanna and, you know, wishful thinking, but what I call the preponderance of the evidence has convinced me and the experience of that love that I feel radiating from those across the veil that we can trust this. Your soul knows truth when it hears it. So how does that feel? Test it in the heart. All right. That's wonderful. I love that. So, so here's a question that's kind of an amalgamation from a few. If we persist in meditation and shifting our consciousness is it possible to experience a state similar to that which we experience in the afterlife? Okay, that is a great follow-on. So I'm asking the guides here. Oh, they, they're showing me this motion right here, that our experience can be very, very close to what we would experience in the afterlife, which is why sometimes just a simple morning meditation can turn into a spiritually transformative experience where you burst into tears because you have the personal experience of the bliss and the peace and the love that passes all understanding. That was, th those were the exact words from this morning's daily way message. If, if you read it, uh, they talked about the bliss and the joy and the peace 
that goes beyond our normal human waking consciousness. Let me take a break here for a second. For those of you who aren't familiar with my, let me bring it up here, my Awakened Way app. I mentioned the daily messages. Those daily messages that I get from Spirit and the one I just mentioned now, download the Awakened Way app on any of your app sources and the daily message shows up right there. So I hope you'll check that out. We have 16,000 downloads in three months. It's doing very, very well. And I'm very grateful because it's just a dose of daily inspiration. So, yeah. So can we experience what it's like in the afterlife in meditation? The guides right now say, by grace, it is possible. But it's not as all-encompassing as when you're there, of course, because it's just a fleeting thing while here. But just, ooh, that taste. It's just really a reminder of home. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Sometimes we say, I went off the planet, you know? <laughs> Take me now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. But then we really, I know that it is in having those tastes of heaven of our true nature, of the expanded self, the soul, that we remind ourselves why we took on this experience here. It's like, uh, Lynette, you've put it this way often, a relief valve to be able to go into meditation and find that place where we're centered and know that that's where our strength to get through the days here comes from. So we're all, all of you listening and watching our pretty darn strong souls to take on these assignments, right? Yeah. Thank you. Hey, Bev, how about another one? Okay. This is in the chat and also was emailed in earlier. Uh, if a person dies of a very sudden and unexpected death, is there confusion when they cross over or do we always know we're home immediately? As much as I would like to say there's no confusion, the guides are also again showing me this one. In small cases, there are those who just can't. Oh, they're showing me that movie Ghost where Patrick Swayze was looking and just couldn't figure out what's going on. And that's certainly understandable. But there is this is not meant to put fear in anyone's hearts, because what happens is we're immediately surrounded with the awareness that guides or angels are with us. Here I go sounding Pollyanna again. I don't know if some of you are new to my work. You may not know that I spent an entire career as a Navy officer. I retired as a commander at the very top, serving as the aide to the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. We did not talk about guides and angels back then. And it took me a lot of convincing from across the veil to totally trust that guides and angels are real and that they help us and that probably... If I had passed before I knew this, I might have experienced a bit of that confusion because it wasn't part of the story of Suzanne at that time. But very quickly, because it is your personal experience, you might think, oh, I'm dreaming. What are these angels? And then you become aware, ah, this is a shift in reality. Here I am. And all is well. Okay. All is well. I Thank you. Ben. All right, Miss Lynette. Okay. I love this one because it never occurred to me. <laughs> I would like to know where Sanaya is and what they are doing when they are not speaking through Suzanne to us. Oh, my goodness. 
<laughs> That's a good one. You're right. I was going to say there's a question that hasn't occurred to Lynette. She's been doing this for a long time. All right. I'm going to have to, well, I'm going to have to ask them, but I know already where they are. They're the first to tell us, along with my guide, our friend Brenda, there's only here in awareness. <laughs> okay. They are saying, not only is there only here, they're making me laugh because they said they are masters at multitasking. They said you must get out of the human mindset where you only deal with one person at a time. And those who make up Sanaya are kind of higher up in the pecking order, which means they take care of a lot of people at once. So <laughs> they say no rest for the weary and they're joking because they don't tire. It's consciousness at a higher level with a higher reach, a higher ability to help all of us and answer our prayers. Sanaya is the name of the group that my guide said to call them, but it's a flowing field of, of higher beings who show up as just the right being that we need at any one time. So I don't really try to say, well, who is this this time? Is it Archangel Michael? Is it Jesus? Is it is it another angel whose name I don't know? I just say Sanaya, which is what they asked me to tell them, call them, and their name means one worth knowing. And the one worth knowing is the one source of all love from which they and we and you and all of us arise. So in short, what they're doing is helping us to bring more love into our world. And they can see where the dim spots are, where the light needs to be raised. And they say they'd set their watches for today. <laughs> Good. I love how they pop it, visuals in my mind. And I wish all of you could understand that in the past, I might have thought, oh, that this image, I made it up, you know, doing this and seeing this, I made that up. But I know now that all of our thoughts are not just our own. They arise from the one field. And since I set the intention before I started and the three of us prayed together that their words would come through us beautifully to help everyone gather here today, that they would speak through me. So I know that they're just being very clever. And I love when they use humor. And it's just beautiful. Okay. Thank you so much. I love the idea of them maybe going off and doing like team building exercises like we did in social work. Like, oh, let's go do the ropes course or let's go and do, you know what? Oh, I mean, Sanaya doing something like that <laughs> would be fun. Well, you know what you just reminded of me of, and this is the perfect time to talk about the great opportunity that everybody here watching and listening has a chance to join us in team building. Yes. And that would be our Awaken Way cruise that's coming up. Let me pull that one up. So if you like the way we're talking now, if you like the topics we're talking about, if you love the energy of these gatherings, imagine a full week with the three of us, my husband Ty and a few hundred other kindred spirits gathering on a beautiful Holland America ship to go to Alaska. Look at this scenery. I am getting so many downloads from my team in spirit about what to do, what exercises to do, what meditations to guide you through to bring us together and come to know we are souls here and now. It's truly going to be transformational. It's going to be like retreats I've done in the past, but 
in that setting and with the time to integrate everything over an entire week, we are really, really excited about this. So let's see. For information on the cruise, just go to my homepage there at SuzanneGiesman.com. Right under the banner in the video at the top, you'll see uh, little thumbnails that talk about upcoming events. Click on the Awaken Way cruise for more information. You guys want to say anything about that? I can't wait. <laughs> we will be there for sure. So come and join us. Yeah, it, it's. I don't like doing commercials, but everybody ha who has gone to our retreats really leaves there changed for the better. Lots of insights, lots of ahas, and I'll be channeling my guide, Sanaya, during that trip. So they'll be with us every minute. All right, let me put up the phone number. No, I'm going to do it after this next question. Because if I put up the phone number, the phone, Okay. Let me answer a question. I'm trying to figure out the best way to do the timing. Bev, go ahead and ask a question. Okay. Um, Sanaya referred to sort of levels or dimensions. Uh, so if there's different many dimensions on the other side, what determines the dimension that we'll go to when we cross over? Okay. It's the shared reality that we're in called life in human form on planet Earth. Where part of that group story is that we go to a reality where we continue the story for as long as it serves the soul. You can call that what you want. You can call it the afterlife. You could call it the astral realm. But it is truly a state of being rather than a place where we get to create and immediately see the results of our thoughts and continue visiting loved ones here. So this now we've done a do loop and we're going back to the first question, but it really is part of the human on earth story that the story continues without a body after this one. And then we keep going round and round according to the downloads from higher beings and the evidence from people who have reincarnated. And that's not a bad thing. We grow and learn and create more and more beautiful things each time we do so. All right. Lynette, one more from you, and then we'll put the phone number up. Do groups with similar interests gather on the other side? For instance, scientists to help with new inventions or doctors to help with a new medical discovery? To the best of my understanding, and I, I can always only answer from the experience of talking to those across the veil, they do. I have talk to scientists who are helping our scientists here, musicians, inspiring musicians here, people who took their own lives trying to counsel and talk to people here who are going through difficulties, uh, people who passed from drug overdoses, trying to inspire people here to help themselves with their addictions. So it's not an always it's this way case, but certainly, uh, like attracts like. And if that story served you here, you'll continue it across the veil. So here we go. Now, number of people are going to call in. I'm just going to look down when the phone rings here and I'll get you on speaker and I'll ask for your name and your question. Hopefully will it apply to the, will be about the afterlife. That's our theme for today. So we did test the phone and there we go. 
We have our caller, so y'all can stop dialing now. <laughs> so to our caller in New Jersey, you're on the line. Hi, Suzanne, it's Angel. Hi, uh, Lynette and Bev. So um, I just want to tell you real quick, I was stuck in um, the woods with an 87-year-old client, and it, um, I forgot about the show today, and it started pouring, and then it started lightning, and I, then I started thinking about uh, Wolf and uh, Susan, but I we, we made it. I made it back. So my question is: um, In December, um, I met uh, this military um, uh, gentleman. His family's in the military, and he was a bodyguard for this person. And um, we connected, and you know, his father had passed away last year, um, and um, somehow his father was connecting with me. So um, you know, just kept sending me a message um, that his son should be out of that kind of work. He, it's too dangerous. And the the son and the family felt that he um, was upset with how he passed because he was put on a ventilator and that he wasn't transitioning. And I, I um, and basically I told the son, you know, I, your father's coming through to me. And I didn't even like um, sit and intend to reach his father. It just was, uh, this constant um, um, kind of uh, interruption of um, my day, like giving me messages. So are, he sent me a message through um, Facebook that his, he said the Native um, Americans um, talk to the deceased through white noise. I never heard of it before. And so he played a recording. He, he was in a car through this static, which was kind of annoying. And um, he said, Dad, it, it, is what Angel said um, correct? Did you did you say that? And, he, and he, there was a lot of um, pausing and static. And then he kept saying, I miss you, Dad. And then toward the end, he said, OK, I'm going to sign off, Dad. And I, I still have the recording. And I heard his dad say, I love you, son. Did you ever hear of um, that happening through white noise? I have not heard of it through white noise, but this to me clearly sounds like another form of electronic voice phenomena. I'm not an expert in it. I've heard a lot of it, but Angel, I'm going to be honest with you. I have a hard time discerning voices when other people hear it. It's like me looking at clouds. People say, don't you see this in the photo? Don't you see this image? And I don't see it. And I don't want to disappoint people, but I won't say yes just to make them feel good. That's part of the integrity of mediumship for me is you have to really be honest about this. But if you heard it, that's beautiful. Oh, the, yes. the, the, thing yes, about, I mean, I, the thing about electronic yeah. voice phenomena is if it speaks to the heart of the person listening, there's a reason they heard that. It's speaking to the soul. So I'm not surprised you heard it because you're already tuning into this man. So trust what you heard. I would just be cautious about messages you're getting where people are worried or upset across the veil. We just have don't usually have those experiences in mediumship because from the soul's perspective, they understand all is well. So... Uh, ask for evidence when you communicate with anybody across the veil, okay? Yeah, yeah. I wasn't even asking. He was coming um, into my awareness. Um, uh, but um, I have the recording, and I can hear his father's voice. And um, I was wondering why he was coming. Like, why Why wasn't – if that's the way the, the Native Americans, uh, they actually get uh, messages through um, to their deceased, I was surprised that 
they weren't doing it, the family wasn't doing it um, huh. more often. Well, I, I encourage anybody to look into electronic voice phenomenon because it is fascinating. But as always, uh, question things in your heart. How does it feel there? If it feels like a loving, helpful, healing message, then go for it. But uh, being an evidence-based medium, anytime anybody drops in on me, and for you, for anybody listening, you can engage them, ask them questions and say, look, I really need to trust this communication. Tell me something I don't know that your family can validate. So I'm going to leave right, you with that. Right. Okay. We're going to okay, move on. Thank you. Thank you, Angel. Bye-bye. All right. Very good. Oh, I should have taken that phone number down, shouldn't I? <laughs> All right. We may take some more callers later, but for now, I'm going to go on to the questions people have um, sent in and you're picking some from the chat. So who's next? I can't remember. Bev's next. Bev's next. Okay. My turn? Okay. Last time we did, um, I had 56 voicemails on my phone, which I couldn't get back to, of course, but <laughs> uh, I wish I could. Okay. Human design is a system that offers profound insights into your inner self and how you interact with the world around you. Quantum human design takes that process one step further, allowing you to become the architect of your own reality. Join Dr. Karen Curry for Elevating Your Life Script, a weekend workshop where you transform your life by crafting intentional narratives, May 24th through 26th at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn more at eomega.org thrive. Uh, several questions about pets. Um, where do do our pets cross to the other side? Uh, where do where do they go if we are still on the earth realm? Uh, who meets them and takes care of them? And are they there to greet us when we pass over? They are. They are. They are. And you're talking to three pet lovers right here. We we just love our babies and and. That's so easy to do. And we've all been through, the three of us have been through the passing of beloved dogs. And I know so many of you have cats who pass and, and other pets, even horses I've heard stories of. And the good news is they are still with us, just like our loved ones in human form, because ultimately at our deepest essence, there is only consciousness that we all share this same field of consciousness and our pets are right here. They want to be with you. They love you. That love bond is here. I think the, there was a book that really changed my thinking about this by Karen A. Anderson, who I have interviewed on podcast before. And we'll do our best to put in the description a link to that podcast once this video is posted to YouTube. But the book started off with these two cats talking to each other. And they're saying, I don't understand why mom's crying. We're sitting right here on the bed. And then they gave all this evidence to Karen, the animal communicator that showed she really was communicating with these cats. And the evidence is always what helps me to believe. And so every night, my husband, Ty and I, we say goodnight to our two dogs who are on the bed with us and the others on the bed in spirit. We say goodnight, Rudy and Gretchen. Goodnight, Nellie and Rusty. And so that may sound like a feel good thing to do, but Ty and I one night felt Rudy walk across both of our legs. We turned on the light and both dogs in physical form were still lying right where they were, but the two of us felt it. We have so many other stories and I know that Bev and Lynette, do either one of you have a favorite one? Well, I, I will share one that just, we just heard yesterday, your, your medium 
relationship guide, Brenda came through to a group of developing mediums three hours after she died. And none of these people knew Brenda. None of them knew that she had a pet. And they were all saying the little white dog was on her as she took her last breath, the little white dog. And that was her little Teddy, her tiny little Teddy who she loved with all of her heart. And Teddy was on her lap as she died. It was just incredible, you know, to know that that they could, they, that Brenda could tell them that, you know, to share with us, to let us know that she's really right here. That was evidence for all of those people and evidence for us too. It was just amazing. It is. Yeah. Bev, anything to share? Uh, there's so many stories of, of, of pets coming through. Um, the, I love the one about Asti the cat. Oh, yeah. um, was that uh, Victoria's uh, cat on the other side. And um, I remember that reading so clearly. I didn't know that Vicki wanted to hear from her cat, but the cat was talking to me in full sentences, full English. And how does that happen? That's because communication is consciousness flowing, information and energy transmitted mentally through the field. And so the cat is sending me information that comes in as a frequency. It gets to the brain and the brain turns it into English so that it makes sense to me. It's just simple how that works. And so I remember so clearly talking about how Asti passed, but my most fun moment, besides Asti showing that mom had a box with the paw print on the top, I have a picture of it to this day. But the one thing was when Asti said, I protected my mom. It was my job. And Vicki later told us that her husband would often go away on business trips and he would go up to Asti the cat and say, you protect your mom. That's your job. So here's the cat's soul talking to me to pass that message on to her mom. This is what we're talking about. Evidence, right? This is real. We don't die, our pets don't die, only the body dies, and we are not our bodies. End of story. All and right. if you want to hear all of Asti's story, it's on YouTube under the title, When Our, when our Pets, Do Our Pets Have Souls? Your, do Our Pets Have Souls? So do a yes. YouTube search. You are just a font of information. <laughs> well, I love that one because, you know, it was such a beautiful sharing of so many gorgeous stories. And if you just do Suzanne Giesman and do Our Pets Have Souls, do there are two videos that have pretty much the same title, but, and both of them are great. So, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. I remember that beautiful pet story. So, yay. Okay. Next question. I have one. This is a perpetual question. <laughs> and I'm going to add to it because I know what people really want to know here. It says, do my loved ones see me from the other side? Do they know what I'm and what people really want to know is, do my loved ones see me shower? And do my loved ones see me in my romantic interludes? Oh, all right. Oh, how funny. Well, <laughs> the question about the shower, yes, they see you and they don't care because once you get to the other side, don't spit. <laughs> once they get to the other side, they realize we're not these bodies. They realize that it was all just a story. Okay. But they say, okay. Oh. There's Brenda. Oh, there's Brenda. And she's saying, she's showing me how this one time she walked through a wall. She says, we can see right through your bodies. We don't care about the body. It's the light. She's singing this little light of mine right now. <laughs> Off key. Okay. And laughing. 
As for the romantic interludes, what why I was laughing is the guides just drew a curtain. They just threw a curtain down. They say we, they absolutely give us our privacy. They don't need to be present every moment. They really don't care either, but that's just part of the human story and it's not a big deal. So please don't worry Thank about you. that. Nice. Hi, Brenda. <laughs> Uh, how about another? Oh, wait, let me take a call since it's ringing. Okay. We have a caller from Ohio. Ohio in Japanese means good morning. Ohio goes, I must. Who's on the line, please? This is Polly. I'm calling from Cleveland, Ohio. That's you. You're on the air. That's amazing. <laughs> um, my mom is 105 oh. and she will have a birthday next month, March 20th. And uh, she, I've been asking my, talking to her parents who passed many, many, I never met her parents. I've been asking them at that time if they would speak to her to comfort her because she is having a lot of confusion and anxiety. And she doesn't remember my brother who passed uh, from, I we think he, um, his face was, he smothered in his bed linens when he was about two weeks. And I, mom always told me I was his replacement. Uh, she doesn't really remember him and wonder if there's any way that if he would be able to reach out to her and comfort her. Um, Cause I had, did get a chance to see him in spirit um, last night or the night before and oh, wow. got to say hello to him and everything. I feel that you, it's a godsend that you came on the show that your call got through. I was meant to take it because it's, what you are doing is such a comfort to your mother and such a perfect thing for people to do. But most people don't realize this is something we can do. And that is all of us can talk to spirit now, those in spirits and say, come now and be in awareness. Now, the thing is, they already are around your loved one. But that request, that love, it just ramps up the energy more and everything fits together. Everything's just one big web. And so that in itself just adds comfort around your mother. And mm -hmm. so it's a beautiful thing to do, but I can just also assure you that she will begin to see them and sense them more as her soul over time. And especially with the confusion starts to lessen its focus on the objective human experience right now. Those who have confusion or dementia, uh, tell me once they cross the veil, of course, all clear now without the poor wiring in the brain that's causing that dementia. But they tell me that they were already communicating with their loved ones across the veil. And mm -hmm. certainly I've done interviews with people like Dr. Christopher Kerr and people who work in hospice who say that it's so very common for those who are nearing their transition, start to mm -hmm. see and talk to loved ones who gather around. So trust that that the your brother in and your grandparents are already around, but that your prayers do make a difference. Okay. All right. Thank you so beautiful, much. Beautiful, beautiful. What a blessing to have her so long, huh? Yeah, yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah, there's a, there's a, actually nine children um, wow. that still remain. She had a child out of a wedlock before she married my dad, and she gave him up as a, an adoption to her brother and his wife, and she was never able to contact him or see him uh, when his parents were alive. When my father passed away, he came to my dad's uh, wake and we got to meet him. And so she struggles with his, uh, the sadness and the awkwardness of him being in her life and doesn't really understand it. So when, he, when she sees pictures of him, she 
gets very confused and feels very, you know, she feels shame and all that. And well, so we just try to give her the comfort that she needs. But also, it will help you and everybody watching and listening to know that we can see the soul in those in a, in a human body here and just know that the soul is fine. Talk to the soul and, and yeah. say, I'm not going to get caught up in this drama myself. Let's send strength to this human story and all the drama here right now. So to your mm -hmm. soul, thank you for caring for your mom. Yeah, thank okay. you so much for taking my call today. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay. So let's see. If you all are enjoying this, I'm putting a little banner across the bottom. Click subscribe right now down below and ring the bell so that you find out when we post new videos, which we're posting quite often. A couple hundred videos on there that uh, get a lot of good comments that seem to be helping people. So we're grateful for that. And we have Lynette and Bev helping to post those. We have Valerie helping with the newsletter and helping with our emails. So we have Amy who helps with the events and we have Jay who put the app together. It's such a beautiful team. And then in the background, of course, always is my wonderful Ty who supports all of us and does logistics. And we take this show on the road. Where are we going this summer? Reno, Nevada. I'll be teaching Personal Mediumship Plus. Omega Institute, New York, East Coast. I'll be teaching uh, Making the Connection, Connecting with Souls Across the Vale. Uh, the Alaska Cruise, again, is the opportunity in August. And a couple live events in Denver. They haven't announced that yet, but Denver, Colorado, August 12th and 13th. Save the date if you're in that area and be on my newsletter and you will be notified about that one when we've made it public. So cool. All right, who's next for the question? I want to tell everybody that as we figure this out, I don't get nervous about the questions because when you learn to rely on spirit, which is living the awakened way, knowing you always have guides at your side, all of you do, then you just take your questions higher. Shifting to higher consciousness is the key. So who has a question? Okay, I know this is another question that, uh, many of you have on your minds. Now, I just saw in the chat, there's a mom with three sons on the other side asking this question. And it is, what if my loved one has reincarnated uh, and will I miss them when I pass over? Oh my goodness. Being an avid supporter of the organization, Helping Parents Heal. I hear of a lot of parents with multiple children across the veil. Our hearts go out to anybody with anybody across the veil. We really take on tough assignments in these lives. And I know that when I have challenges, I go to my, my kindred spirit friends here in human form. And, you know, none of us are immune to the challenges. But I can tell you about reincarnation. It goes back to the soul. You are not just a soul that plays one role as a human being. The soul is like a deck of cards. This life you're living now is one hand that that soul is playing for the joy of it, for the experience of it, for the compare and contrast experience of it. And so when this life in a physical body ends, this life merges back into the greater soul, but the soul knows those hand, that hand intimately and it just is always present, always available, always part of that soul. But the soul can continue with other adventures, other lifetimes, other hands. 
So do not worry about your loved ones not being there to greet you because they've reincarnated. That person you know as your loved one will always exist as an expression of one source, just like you will. It's a promise that I just trust it infinite, intimately, and I hope it feels right in your heart. Okay, Lynette. It feels right in my heart. Okay, um, do our loved ones have to learn how to communicate with us from the other side? And why do some past souls never seem to come through? Oh, what? that's two questions. You know I can't handle them when I'm in well, this space, I, that I, mode. <laughs> so is it different? I will take Okay, one at a time. It, it's something I can usually multitask except when I'm tuned in like this, and then I just, it's a focus. So, okay, I've already lost them both. The first okay. one, again. Why, why, why do some souls come through and others don't, and is it difficult for people to come through? Why do some Beth, did you notice what she just did? She gave me the same two questions, but in reverse order. That's because, and I mean this with the greatest respect, Lynette only has a right brain. <laughs> okay. Okay. Why do some souls never seem to come through? Yeah. All right. Sometimes our radio dial is not tuned to the frequency of the souls we hope to hear from. That's one thing. So why we personally may not feel a certain soul. And then have you gone to a medium? They didn't get your loved one. Maybe that medium also is not tuned to the same frequency. Does that mean you need to go to 100 mediums? The guides say no. Sometimes for our own growth, for the way our story will unfold here, we won't hear from them when we want to hear from them. This is where we just have to learn to trust. I mean, I'm a medium. I don't hear from my mother and father all the time. And I know part of the reason I don't hear from my mother more often is because I need to detach a bit from the Susie and Ruthie story and learn from it, grow from it. And then she pops in at these times when I least expect it. And it's beautiful, but I'm not dependent on it. So that's one of the reasons that there are, there could be multiple, but usually it's just that we're just, it's, not always easy to match up frequencies. Okay. So what can we learn from that trust and faith and acceptance and allowing? I actually remember the other question here. Wait, now I lost it again. This is crazy. Well, if you, if you want to know why this question jumped out at me, I will tell you what your friend Brenda said yesterday as Raven and I were listening to that, that session that? that you were a part of three hours after she died. And Brenda said, Oh, because she kept giving these big bursts and the mediums were saying, slow down, slow down, slow down. And Brenda said, it is harder to, to communicate here than it was for me to learn mediumship there. I remember that now. now. And so the question is, is it hard for those across the veil to learn to communicate? Yes. Brenda was communicating within hours of passing. So it's an adjustment. It is something they have to learn, but she was really fast. Part of the reason was she really worked on clearing out all the human stuff. She was really pretty light energetically when she crossed. That's not to mean that those who don't communicate right away are all gunked up, but there's just some more processing to do. Let's put it that way. There's no timeline across the veil, but for us here to have somebody communicating immediately was pretty stunning. My mother on the other side had no belief in the afterlife. 
I actually had the experience of crossing the veil within a few days of her crossing and visiting her there. That was stunning. And she was just kind of sleeping. And to her mind, she was still dreaming. Now, that's in human time. Uh, every, every case is different, and it's all about energy. And so please don't worry about your loved ones if you don't hear from them. And certainly don't assume they don't want to talk to you. Okay, But talk to them again. Talk to them. They hear you. I'm going to take a call, girls. From British Columbia. You're on the show. And they hung up on me. <laughs> That's funny. Maybe it was. Oh, they're calling back just like that. Hi. You are on the show from British Columbia. Welcome. Oh, I'm not going to do it. Well, I'll do it. We'll try it one more time. Are you here? Hello. Third time's a charm. Yay. You're on the show. It's Suzanne. What's your oh, name? Yay. <laughs> Hi. Hi, Suzanne. Hi, everyone. Hey, what's your first name? Safina. 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 Okay. So yeah. what's your question about um, the afterlife? My question is, again, the pet, but mine is still here, but I'm in anticipatory grief uh, because she has been diagnosed with Cushing's uh, and uh, it's not an easy disease for them to go through. That's what our little and, dachshund Rudy had. So we, we know. Yep. Oh no. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah. I'm always in the early stages and I don't know. She's just everything to me. And part of my question is, is there a chance of healing? Why do our dogs get so sick? Uh, they're they're just all love and yeah. I'm just wow. yeah. Well, I'm certainly not going to address timelines or anything like that. I never go there. Never go there. That that is just trusting spirit. But why do animals get sick? Yeah. I'm going to ask spirit this question. Okay. They're showing me a book and they're turning the pages and they want us to understand is ongoing life, love in full expression. And these are simply different chapters that love never ends. And that this is the way the story goes that did we, if there were no death of the physical body, we would not have such experiences as we have here that we learn through transitions and changes and new bodies mm -hmm. and chapters. And for us in human form, I'll just say it on the radio, it sucks when when we have somebody pass. It's the worst. It's the worst. But we wouldn't miss that love for the world, would we? No, we no. wouldn't. So we just wouldn't. love your baby to pieces. And we have a couple of really great videos about pets and their passing, like Lynette mentioned, that I hope will help you. But in the meantime... Focus, don't focus so much on the sadness ahead of time. You're going to the future there. Just be present. I am. Just be present and feel, gratitude will hold you present as much as you can. Oh. Just be grateful for what you have. Yeah. That you have your baby right now and love them to pieces. That's all they want from you, not your sadness. Okay? Okay. All Thank right. you so Bless much. You. Okay. Bye-bye. Okay. Ah, it's tough. 
Is it my turn? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, another question showing up in the chat and um, asked several times by email. What about people who do evil acts on Earth? Are they judged? And what happens to them when they pass? Okay. Okay. Here's when you know that you, you know you're that, in um, human mode, when we want revenge, when we want justice. That's part of the human story. The ego is me, us against them, right and wrong, black and white, duality. But the soul is a higher state, much closer to pure being where there is no duality. So you get to the soul and suddenly there's a higher perspective where love is the main essence of everything and judgment falls away. From the higher perspective, those around you understand why decisions are made. Here's the key though. There truly is an experience of seeing the whole life you just lived in human form. The life review is what many people call it. And those across the veil experience personally the effects of every action, the good and the bad. And we know what's good and bad. It's what's aligned with the soul and what isn't. You can tell we know evil when we see it, hear about it, experience it. So suddenly to experience that from those who clearly were blinded to the fact of who they were or they would not hurt others, we are told is a punishment in itself and surrounded by so much love. They want nothing more than to rise above that, to overcome that. So it is truly a hell of your own making, but given every opportunity to atone for that by changing the pattern, even across the veil, that's possible. And that's why people love to come through in readings who uh, not the truly uh, epic characters like a Hitler, those are that's a whole different case in itself where they are not that energy is not even allowed back to mingle with the soul until it's actually repatterned. It may not make sense to anybody, and in a short period of time, I can't go into it here. But you don't have to worry about meeting up with souls like that across the veil. But I've talked to so many souls who the very first thing they want to do is offer an apology to their loved ones here because they suddenly are they show me this. My eyes were opened. I've had several very, very challenging cases where a soul was brought in, literally, it's metaphorical, I'm sure, cocooned and not allowed to communicate with the loved one here, escorted by large angels. And there were being shown that they have an apology to give, but they're not even given the ability to speak yet while they're kind of repatterning that energy. So it's different than the human thinks, but there is learning and growth even across the veil. Lynette, you have a more uplifting one, perhaps. I These do. are all helpful, but we don't want to end on that note. Well, and, and think about just that love, being immersed in that love. Everyone, you know, the evil ones, the ones who hurt us, everyone is surrounded by love no matter what. You've always you know, I want to add to that because I was just contemplating last night a, a teaching that I share in my Let Your Spirit Soar online course that I haven't shared in so long. And it's that darkness has no power of its own. 
Darkness is the absence of light. And light is the power that flows through all of us. So you don't fight darkness with darkness. You don't fight something that with something that has no power. You bring in what's missing. And that's light. And that's the love that you're just talking about, Lynette. So in human form, we want to fight. We want revenge. We want justice. Across the veil, they bring in more love and it dispels the darkness forever. So that's what we're trying to do with programs like this, right? Bring in more light. Bring in more light. Okay. So this is an interesting, I love this question. Are there plants and minerals on the other side? And are they the same as we have on earth or many expanded varieties there? There are plants, the guides tell me now, more beautiful than you can imagine. Minerals that sparkle. I've taken Lynette, and I haven't had a chance to take Bev yet, to the Marriott in downtown Savannah along the riverfront with crystals so gorgeous. It's just jaw-dropping to think that, that nature created this. And so what I'm hearing is imagine what can be created in a reality where instantly beauty is transformed into objects you can't imagine. And that's the problem. We can't imagine it. So uh, let the imagination run wild and just know that you will see beautiful objects. And yet they are all projections of the one mind where there's no division. That's love. So no wonder beautiful things come of that mind. Thank you. <laughs> okay. I think I'll take one more from each of you. Then we're running out of steam. And do you know that I'm having a hosting a dinner party for six here in one hour? <laughs> this is my life. On to the next thing. But I just been looking forward to this one all day today. So, Beth, let's make them. Um, here's a, a question: When we cross over, do we know everyone? For instance, uh, our ancestors people that we never, ever met in the lifetime, will we know them? Do you know what we know first and foremost? I am. There is an awareness. I am this light and that all of these other lights around me are projections of the same oneness. And so the guides just put in my mind right now, there is no stranger across the veil. And you can imagine, imagine bubbles that you're blowing out of a, of, a, of a straw, right? A bubble maker that's blowing bubbles and they're all intermingling and there's just this joyous, I know you, I know you, we all know each other. It's all joy us. If we could see through and pass the bodies right now, it's just this effervescence, like popping a cork on a bottle of champagne and you'll recognize the soul and say oh yeah in this lifetime you were my daughter but in another lifetime you were my mother and wasn't it joyous maybe not always as we got stuck in our roles but here we are again how are we going to play this out in another lifetime wow my, my greatest Lynette let's not take another question okay that's just such a beautiful way to end this my greatest hope for all of you who are joining us here today, and I thank you so much for being with us, is that you come to live the awakened way. I'm talking about it over and over here in this awakened way cruise. What is it about? It's about showing you 
these are the three principles and living this way, knowing number one, you are not only human. You're a soul. That is the relief valve. We just dissolve the story for a few moments and just rest in being the light. It refuels us to dive back into this experience again and take on a few more challenges. And then we're given each other as friends for when we hit those moments when we say, I went off the planet because we know we're not only human, we're living the awakened way. Then that's where the strength and the courage to soldier on comes from. And it's very bearable and it's love filled. It's the ups and downs are a little less jarring. The second principle of the awakened way is you're part of one big web connecting all that is. And that's why we love to share the stories, the evidence, like Asti the cat saying, it's my job to protect you. We couldn't have known that. It's because the soul lives on beyond the body. And this web that connects us all is eternal. And the third principle is the healing and creative force. And a force is something that makes things happen. That creative and healing force of the universe is love, lack of separation. You're seeing three little windows on the screen here of three people who appear to be separate. And right now, about a thousand people tuning in live to this podcast. We are separate in the human level, but it's our lights that brought us together and are entangling us right now. And if you can't feel the love, I encourage you to do my sip of the divine every day, three minutes, find a video on YouTube. It's called no more meditation excuses. All right, let me pull up right there. Please subscribe to all of these videos. Sit in peace is what sip of the divine stands for three minutes a day to come to know yourself as that love. I know Bev and Lynette, are so joy filled because they have a regular spiritual practice that allows them to know that that force unites us all. And it's why we giggle and laugh here, even though we've been through the loss of a child, the loss of a spouse, in the case of Lynette and Bev, the loss of our pets. All these losses are part of life. We come to know that life goes on, why we're here, is for the experience to create something more beautiful than what's already here. I'm going on and on, but it's that, it, it, if you look at my website, my, my goal is to take you from emptiness to fullness. And sometimes I just can't contain it. I just overflow with it. I love these two women. I love everybody in my community. We love all of you for, for finding our way to each other. Anything you all want to add or say? Nothing to add to that. That is it. You just, you did it. You said it. It's, uh, I love the, I love the energy and um, just carry that away with you, everyone. All right. Keep great. It with you. And let's see, just um, join us. If you love this energy for the monthly connection webinar that we do every month, where we share evidence from across the veil and we share the latest teaching from spirit. Unfortunately, I'm often the brunt of that teaching, which is why I'll leave you with my <laughs> daily prayer, which uh, would be helpful for all of us to say often. And you girls know what it is, so why don't we say it together? May my lessons, lessons be, be as painless, painless as possible. 
<laughs> all right. May all of your lessons be as painless as possible too, but know that unfortunately that is one of the ways we learn. Hopefully you learned a few things here today that will make your journey easier as well. Sending you off with lots of love. Hope to see you back here again soon. Bye-bye. Are you ready to ignite your best life and illuminate the world? I'm Stephanie James. I'm a motivational speaker, transformation coach, and psychotherapist. And what lights me up is helping people just like you create the greatest versions of themselves. On my podcast, Igniting the Spark, I will help you ignite your joy and reach new heights in your personal and professional life. Join me for some incredible conversations with authors, spiritual teachers, and other influential thought leaders to help guide you on your way. If you are ready to stop playing small, join me for Igniting the Spark on the mindbodyspirit.fm network or wherever you get your podcasts and ignite your best life.